Bible in a Year Live Chronological Project, Week 4, Day 5, Names of God Bible. Then Job replied to his friends, You have helped the person who has no power, and you saved the arm that isn't strong. You have advised the person who has no wisdom and offered so much assistance. To whom have you spoken these words, and whose spirit has spoken through you? The souls of the dead tremble beneath the water, and so do the creatures living there. Sheol is naked in God's presence, and Abaddon has no clothing. He stretches out his heavens over an empty space. He hangs the earth on nothing whatsoever. He holds water in his thick clouds. The clouds don't even split under, his, under its weight. He covers his throne by spreading his cloud over it. He marks the horizon on the surface of the water at the boundary where light meets dark. The pillars of heaven tremble and are astonished when he yells at them. With his power, he calmed the sea. With his insight, he killed Rahab, the sea monster. With his wind, the sky was cleared. With his hand, he stabbed the fleeing snake. These are only glimpses of what he does. We only hear a whisper of him. Who can understand the thunder of his power? Job continues his poem and said, I swear an oath by El, the one who has taken away my rights, by Shaddai, who has made my life bitter. As long as there is one breath left in me, and Eloah's breath fills my nostrils, my lips will not say anything wrong, and my tongue will not mumble anything deceitful. It's unthinkable for me to admit that you are right. Until I breathe my last breath, I will never give up my claim of integrity. I cling to my righteousness and won't let go. My conscience won't accuse me as long as I live. Let my enemy be treated like wicked people. Let anyone who attacks me be treated like unrighteous people. After all, what hope does the godless person have when he is cut off? When Eloah takes away his life? Will El hear his cry when trouble comes upon him? Can he be happy with Shaddai? Can he call on Eloah at all times? I will teach you about El's power. I will not hide what Shaddai has done. Certainly you have all seen it. Why then do you chatter on about such nonsense? This is what El has waiting for the wicked person, the inheritance that tyrants receive from Shaddai. If he has many children, swords will kill them and his descendants won't have enough food. Those who survive him will be buried by a plague, and their widows won't cry for them. Though he collects silver like dust and piles up clothing like dirt, righteous people will wear what he piles up, and the innocent will divide the silver among themselves. He builds his house like a moth, like a shack that a watchman makes. He may go to bed rich, but he'll never be rich again. When he opens his eyes, nothing will be left. Terrors overtake him like a flood. A windstorm snatches him away at night. The east wind carries him away, and he's gone. It sweeps him from his place. It hurls itself at him without mercy. He flees from its power. It claps its hands over him. It whistles at him from his own place. There is a place where silver is mined, and a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the ground and rocks are melted for their copper. Humans bring an end to darkness there 
and search to the limit of the gloomy, pitch-black rock. They open up a mine shaft far from civilization, where no one has set foot. In this shaft, men dangle and swing back and forth. Above the ground, food grows. But beneath it, the food decays as if it were burned by fire. That place's stones are sapphire. Its dust contains gold. No bird of prey knows the way to it. No hawk's eye has ever seen it. No proud beast has ever walked on it. No ferocious lion has ever passed over it. Humans exert their power on the flinty rocks and overturn mountains at their base. They cut out mine shafts in the rocks. Their eyes see every precious thing. They explore the source of rivers so that they bring hidden treasure to light. Where can wisdom be found? Where does understanding live? No mortal knows where it is. It cannot be found in this world of the living. The deep ocean says, it isn't in me. The sea says, it isn't with me. You cannot obtain it with solid gold or buy it for any amount of silver. It can't be bought with the gold from Ophir, or with precious onyx or sapphire. Neither gold nor glass can equal its value, nor can gold, ornaments, jewels, or crystals be exchanged for it. Wisdom is more valuable than gems. Topaz from Ethiopia cannot equal its value. It cannot be bought for any amount of pure gold. Where does wisdom come from? Where does understanding live? It is hidden from the eyes of every living being, hidden even from the birds in the air. Decay and death say, we've heard a rumor about it. Elohim understands the way to it. He knows where it lives because he can see to the ends of the earth and observe everything under heaven. When he gave the wind its force and measured the water in the sea, when he made rules for the brain and set paths for the thunderstorms, then he saw it and announced it. He confirmed it and examined it. So he told humans, the fear of Adonai is wisdom. To stay away from evil is understanding. Job continued his poems and said, If only my life could be like it used to be, in the days when Eloah watched over me, when he made his lamp shine on my head, when I walked through the dark in his light, if only I were in the prime of my life again, when Eloah was an advisor in my tent, when Shaddai was still with me and my children were around me, my steps were bathed in buttermilk and the rocks poured streams of olive oil on me, when I went through the city gate and took my seat in the town square, young men saw me and kept out of sight. Old men stood up straight out of respect for me. Princes held back their words and put their hands over their mouths. The voices of nobles were hushed, their tongues and their tongues stuck to the roof of their mouths. Any ear that heard me blessed them. Any eyes that saw me spoke well of me, because I rescued the poor who called for help and the orphans who had no one to help them. I received a blessing from the dying and made the widow's heart sing for joy. I put on righteousness and it was my clothing. I practiced justice and it was my robe and my turban. I was eyes for the blind person. I was feet for the lame person. I was father to the needy. I carefully investigated cases brought by strangers. I broke the tooth of the wicked person and made him drop the prey out of his mouth. I thought, I may die in my own house, 
but I will make my days as numerous as the sand. My roots will grow toward the water, and dew will lie on my branches all night. My paw will be fresh every day, and the bow in my hand will remain new. People listen to me eagerly, quietly waiting for my advice. After I had spoken, they wouldn't speak again. After all, my words fell gently on them. They were as eager to hear me as they were for rain. They opened their mouths wide as if waiting for a spring shower. When I smiled at them, they could hardly believe it, but expression on my face did not change. I decided how they should live. I sat as their leader. I lived like a king among, among his troops, like one who comforts mourners.